Not long ago, in a far-off corner of a place called the Internet, a revolution was born. Forged in the fires of common experience, the survivors of a mysterious movie known only as A Talking Cat came together. Their purpose, to dissect this fascinating failure of a film and broadcast their findings through the cosmos in hopes that future generations might learn from their mistakes. Some would call them heroes, others would call them mad, but despite the grueling road ahead of them, the group would take up the Sisyphean task and become a talking cast? Are they adventurers, sinner as a savior's or Are they demented, love the punishments, I can't be sure But one thing I do know is that the mission here to force To make your life so hard that you'll be pissing on your kitchen floor Welcome to A Talking Cast The A Talking Cat podcast that nobody asked for But we're delivering it to you anyway I am your host, Sammy C And here with me is Colin Turner Yay! <laughs> Thank you for uh, discussing minute 14 with me of the best movie ever yes of the best movie for those of you following at home uh this is episode 15 where we're discussing minute 14 uh which starts 1401 and ends at 15 and it's a really i i would say it's a really good meaty minute here that we've got i was so excited that this was the minute i got you get <laughs> yes you, you get fantastic. into the heart of the romance <laughs> um you The cat is sassy and vaguely creepy. Oh, it's so good. You get to see the porn house in all of its glory. Yes. Oh my God. So let's get, let's just jump right in because I'm pretty excited to go into it. So I'm just going to run down a quick summary and feel free to like interject as much as possible. Okay. So it starts in uh, Duffy is mid sentence about deciding not to follow Phil into the house because he loves a cat nap. And that's why they're called catnaps. <laughs> and there's some weird record scratching music in the background of that line. Uh, oh man, that score is fantastic. <laughs> I I really just want to know what website they got all of their music from. I know. I I wish they. I wish I could find like the actual soundtrack because first of all, I think it would be a really great addition to this podcast. <laughs> uh, second of all, it's just you know, it's music for every occasion for catnaps. <laughs> yes, for catnaps, for one. So then Chris lets Franny, I think her name is. Yes, um, I'm pretty sure it's Franny. Chris lets Franny in, and she immediately starts exclaiming about how nice the house is. Which, you know, <laughs> if you're going for a mid-2000s porno feel, it fits right in. Not exactly <laughs> yes. my taste. You gotta respect a man for uh, living in what he loves. And so, you know, Chris is kind of like, oh, thanks, follow me and we'll go outside. Because outside is the place where you go study. Um. Franny is kind of exclaiming about how beautiful the back porch is and immediately notices Duffy, who's like in a dark, shady corner. As all cats are wont to do. I will point out, though, that in the first shot where he's talking about being taking a cat nap, he's sitting in a pool chair. And in the next shot, he's sitting in gravel. Oh, my God, you're right. <laughs> the cat, like, magically transported. Well, he has to, like, he, he knows what's coming. He has to be prepared. <laughs> you know, maybe they want to use the pool chair. He's just being polite. So she's like, is that your cat? And Chris is like, no, I don't know why he's here. And he's immediately, like, really weird about Duffy. 
And I think this, you know, it seems like for a lot of the movie, Chris has kind of this weird aggression towards the cat. Well, I think he's worried that the cat, and rightfully so, is going to get in on the game and steal Franny's heart. That's true. That's true. Uh, He seems pretty threatened. This is the scene where Duffy admits he has sexual attraction for a human woman. And it just (laughs) is a whole rabbit hole that thankfully the movie does not go down. Yes. Yes. So Franny's like, oh, I, I like cats. And then comes the creepiest line ever where Duffy's like, mmm, cats like you too. And he's like, ooh. And like... (laughs) I can only imagine what, like, the lead up to to that line being read was. I... Since since we now know that uh, all the lines were read in, like, 15 minutes over the phone. Yeah. Just out of the blue. I just want to know. And I just need to know the the, like, motivation of even putting a line like this into, like, a family movie. I I think it's, you know, it's, like, it's, like, all the DreamWorks pictures have, like, the double entendres or the adult (laughs) jokes. Yeah, yeah. the parents, you know, this is the adult joke of the movie. Yeah, that this cat is, like, attracted to, like, a 16-year-old girl. (laughs) No matter how you cut it, it's creepy. And then it cuts back to the kid making an awkward face, as always, and he's like, uh, he's cool, I guess. And then and then him explaining that he and his dad were thinking of getting a cat. Not like, yes. like oh yeah, no, we, we, we might take him in. No, we're going to get a cat, but not this one. Because We're going to get a cat, but this one sucks. We hate this cat. <laughs> I cannot uh, fault him because Duffy kind of sucks. Yeah, Duffy does kind of suck. This cat doesn't really make like interesting faces or do interesting things. And it's not a particularly like interesting looking cat. It's just a cat. Like one of the stray observations I had was that... This is kind of, the, I think, the first point in the movie where you really see, like, just the sheer, like, immense size of this porn mansion. I, I remember, I remember, oh, I, like, can I talk about something earlier in the film? Yes, go for it. Okay, because I remember, like, the kid's, like, coming downstairs, and he's, like, he's mm-hmm. yelling for his dad or something, and you can just hear the echoes. And, <laughs> yes, and yes. my first immediate thought was those poor sound guys filming those pornos, because just the echoes and having to fix yes. that... Oh, those poor men. And, like, just, you know, from when they're speaking, like, you can see, like, just the house behind them. And there's got to be, like, 20 bedrooms in this place. It is a comically enormous house for two people to live in. One of my (laughs) other favorite parts about this minute, though, is she exclaims, does it always smell like waffles? When I immediately walk into the house, I I think the waffle smell would be kind of the least of my concerns. And, like, she just identifies it as waffles. Like, she doesn't have much characterization. No, I think we can ask as many questions about Franny as we want. She is trying to set up this weird, I'm gonna hang out at your house and you will help, you will write my papers for me situation <laughs> with this While kid. I swim in your pool and, and like, fawn over your, your cat that really isn't your cat. I wonder, and we'll get into this in later minutes, but I, I really wonder, like, what her true motivations are. Like, does she like Chris? Does she want to be around him? Does she just... Like, because I have a hard time believing that he's, like, the smartest kid in the class, too. I think she views him as the total packet. Nice, although porny mansion, is willing <laughs> yep. to do her homework, has a pool, and, you know, I guess there might be room for, for uh teenage affection. Yeah. Although, as we see in later in the movie, he has way more chemistry with the, the brother character. <laughs> yes. He has way more ke- chemistry with the teen- the other teen boy in the movie. I would <laughs> argue he has more chemistry with Duffy than with her. <laughs> yes. And, yes. And I think that's a testament to her 
Because she, she has chemistry with no one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She just kind of arrives and is like... It's almost like when she speaks, she doesn't really seem like she's talking to anyone in, in particular. <laughs> it's it's, like, this is a great house! Does it always smell like waffles? I think uh, they, they also recorded her lines separate from everyone else. <laughs> um, yeah. my So my theory about, about the, the voice actor Duffy, before I learned the truth, though... Yes. They chased him into a broom closet with a bottle of whiskey and wouldn't let him out until he finished. Because it's very evident in this part that there is some, like, word slurry. It's very evident that alcohol has been consumed or is being consumed as the lines are being read. You know, I will never get over just the casting choice of Eric Roberts for the voice of this cat because he has such, like, a weirdly deep voice, like, for a cat. I just, I, it's it's beautiful. Um, it's, you know, he doesn't want to be typecast. Yeah, He's exactly. To break the mold. I mean, Eric Roberts is not just going to star in your music videos. He will also voice cats in family films. I want to see how children would react to this movie. Like, are they going to be excited about the cat? Is there enough magic to keep, like, a child entertained in this film? This cat is so boring that I don't think even the most cat-crazy kid could love <laughs> this cat. It's true. Like, I think this is the movie that turns an innocent <laughs> child into a dog person. It's like, oh, wow, cats are really boring. I never realized how boring and weird they are also this whole like love quadrangle triangle because i'm not sure if we're gonna fit duffy into this so it's a trapezoid right right is not appealing to children there are issues in this film that are just not for kids you know like the guy's bored because he's retired the kid is doesn't know how to talk to a girl the mom is dealing with like business issues. These are not conflicts uh, for a child's movie. No, they're conflicts for the uh, terrified college student who had an existential crisis when he realized he was the brother. I've never asked anybody this, but like, who do you think this movie is for? Like, what do you think this movie... Like, what was the um, purpose? Well, the, I think the purpose is to scam someone into buying it and making right. a ton of money. Which, uh, obviously, Netflix was on board. It, it found its audience, which which is us, and I'm not sure what that says about us. It's definitely, it's like the perfect movie to have on in the background while you're doing the rest of your life. <laughs> yeah, you're doing literally anything else. It's, it's for people who just really want to see a cat hit on a 16-year-old girl. That's probably my favorite part of this minute. It really just sounds like he's he's at a bar, <laughs> some pretty girl comes in, and he's just ready to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I haven't felt that creeped out since, uh, well, I'm not really sure. See, I'm a little sad, though, that we don't get any actual Duffy talking in this minute, just his sassy yeah. remarks that only he himself can hear. Just his, like, inner monologue. I also, I think this is also the minute with the most, like, with the best cat acting, because there's tail swishes, there's erotic looks. You know, he looks a little bit less bored than usual in this scene. I'm pretty sure there was a lady cat involved. This is an active cat scene. Yeah, you know, like, when I came into this, I was like, oh man, a lot happened in this minute, when, like, really not that much happened. No, all that <laughs> happened was Creepy Cat and very, very bad flirty. Do you have any other thoughts about this minute? I really wish I had that, cat, that cat's life. He just gets to lounge on pool chairs, then gravel. No consequences. No consequences for Duffy. Oh, none at all. Alright, well, Colin, thank you so much for uh, being a guest and talking this minute over with me. I really appreciate it. I, I enjoyed it almost as much as I enjoy the movie. 
Can't get enough of Talking Cast? Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash a talking cast. Follow us on Twitter at a talking cast. And you can help out the show by rating and reviewing us on iTunes. Bye. Minute by minute. That's a little be diving in to shed some clarity on this hilariously failed attempt. So grab a friend and crack a beer with them and listen in. The talking cast is about to begin. It's a that was episode 15 of A Talking Cast, the A Talking Cat podcast that nobody ever asked for. Your host was Sammy C, with guest host Colin Turner. Edited by Darren Husted. Music by Casey Trimble. Voiceover by John Kovaleski. Artwork by Josh Hollis. Executive producers Sarah Cantor and Darren Husted. Copyright 2014. All rights reserved. This podcast is not affiliated with Rapid Heart Productions. A Talking Cat is owned by Rapid Heart Productions. No infringement is intended. Rest in peace, Daya Hernandez.